Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, Pete Prisco, senior Uh-oh. NFL columnist for CBSSports.com. Speaking of Shanghai. I don't understand. I'm, I'm going to excommunicate him and send him to Shanghai. Oh, wow. That was one hell of a <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> hey, Pete, good morning, man. What's going on? You went around the block to try and make that one make sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, welcome to my world. Yeah, welcome well, to my fail. world, too. <laughs> you, get a, you, get an, you get an F on that one. Oh, kind of like your Arizona State Sun Devils. Yes, you're right. Oh, they stink. Would you please fire the coach out there? Come on. <laughs> yeah, please Come do. On. That guy's a jerk. No, I can't I can't call for people's firing. Oh, you should. It's Saturday afternoon when you're doing your halftime show. Tell him, sit out there and say, hey, Pete Prisco says fire Todd Graham. Okay. Todd I'll say it that way. He's a bad dude. I'll say it that way. He's a bad dude. Okay. I've told the athletic director a couple different times. I know Ray for a long time. I said, Ray, please get rid of that guy. He's awful. Mm. Who told us that? Uh, it was Brinson, I believe. Was it? Said you offered to pay some athletes or something like that? Oh, I told him to start paying athletes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just like just like the old, you know, like every other every other school in the country, pay more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a Thursday night game that is is not all that intriguing between the Rams and 49ers tonight uh this rams team great performance in week one not so much in in week two but not terrible uh what do you think about their 2017 season where it's going to end up probably like seven six wins um and and i when i was out there in summer i I told them i thought that they were building to next year and and it, it looks that way um you know the surprising thing about last week's game was that they got gashed in the run game you know that was with donald back in the lineup i, I still think they're kind of feeling their way with wade phillips defense understanding all the little tricks of it uh they'll get it down but but i think you know the improvement of golf is a good sign i think the offensive line is better than it was a year ago and they have weapons outside so uh they're improving i just don't think they'll be a playoff team this year what's your assessment of the other team there in L.A. now, and that's the L.A. Chargers, 0-2, but they've lost some close contests. Uh, What do you make of them thus far? Typical Chargers, and they keep saying it's not, but, you know, they always find a way to lose these close games, and at some point you got to find a way to win those games. I mean, this is a team with a a star quarterback. It's a team with two great pass rushers in Ingram and Boza. they got good corners, um, which you need, you know, that's a formula for winning in the NFL. And at some point they have to start winning. And this is an enormous week for them. I mean, they play the Chiefs at home. They cannot afford to go 0-3 in a division where one of the teams is 3-0 and and have a victory over you. And the other two teams right now are 2-0 and as well. So I think this is a get-right week for the Chargers. I think they find a way to beat the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs have been so impressive. Uh, why are they different this year than last year or seem to be better in 2017 early on than they were in 2016? Well, we got to hold the fort on that a little bit. I mean, okay, they, they, they beat the Patriots at New England, and, and, and that was, to me, was one of those things where Andy Reid schemed that thing all summer and got it right. I mean, he won that one. That was all on him, and, and they made the plays that night. But they did win the game, and, New England, and you know, New England's defense was terrible that night. 
And then last week, if you go back and watch the game against the Eagles, they got mauled at the point of attack on in in, in, in the uh, at least the Eagles defense got after Alex Smith. And to me, that you know they had the one long run by Cream Hunt, but other than that, they did a good job on him. They got to you know they got to be they're good, but I mean people are trying to anoint him as the next great thing. I mean let's slow the roll until after Sunday when San Diego beats them. I mean <laughs> L.A. beats them. <laughs> so who's great right now in your estimation? Nobody. Mm-hmm. It's two weeks. I mean, you know, right. the, the team we thought was going to be great was New England, and, and their defensive woes. And last week, they seemed to get better on defense, but they were playing against two backup tackles in New Orleans. And, and you know, Dietrich Wise got some pressure, and, and, you know, Trey Flowers is a good player. But I still got to see that going forward, that that's going to happen on a regular basis. It didn't happen against Kansas City. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense hasn't clicked because Le'Veon Bell's holdout. He hasn't been the same player yet. Um, you know, you look around the league, and maybe Atlanta's the best team right now. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're a good football team, and I think they're better on defense than they were a year ago. So maybe Atlanta's the best team right now. Gio and Jones with Pete Prisco across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You got the Cardinals beating the Cowboys at home this weekend, 27-23 in your week three picks. Uh, the concern I have about the Cardinals isn't all about David Johnson. Of course, that's the biggest thing. But Carson Palmer, even last year, just he just looks old. He looks like he's only got a little bit – left in the tank is there enough in Carson Palmer for this Cardinals team to be a factor in the NFC yeah, but if you go back and look at the last eight games seven games of last year he turned it back on and part of the reason was they rested him on Wednesday and you know all you know that's something they're going to do this year too I, I you know the first game he wasn't very good last week he started slowly but he finished with 330 yards and made some really good throws in the second half I, I think that whole uh, narrative that he's washed up is, is a little overrated, to be honest with you. I think you'll, they'll show that this week on Monday night. I think he plays well against the Cowboys defense that isn't very good. Trevor Simeon carved him up last week. I think Palmer will find a way to do that this week. And, you know, it does hurt that he had five offensive starters that weren't in the game on Sunday. I mean, you, you don't have David Johnson. You don't have your left tackle. You don't have your left guard. You don't have your tight end in Gresham. I mean, they were banged up on Sunday. So I think he'll get it back going again against against the Cowboys and, and shut a lot of people up who think he's done. Not you, but a lot of people. Do you think the Cowboys' woes, they are in that, on that back end with everyone injured back there and they lost a couple other cornerbacks uh, during the ball game? Is that the problem? Because Demarcus Lawrence has been playing his butt off and providing that pass rush that was dormant a season ago. Yeah, and, and again, I didn't know if they would have that guy that would provide that pass rush. And you mentioned it, Lawrence has been very good, but the back end has had all kinds of problems. And, and you know, that's that's going forward. That's a good, so the other thing is, is, you know, maybe there's a formula for them now. You know, Denver loaded up and stopped the run, and there, Dak Prescott to beat them, and they didn't beat them. And, and then you had the sulking, and, the, and the, you know, you had Elliott, who, you know, was a guy who loafed on two plays. But you also saw there was a play on fourth down where fourth late in the game, where they had a fourth and five, I think it was, and, and Des Bryant jogged his route. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not just Elliott. Bryant did it too, and then you have the coach calling out the quarterback after the game. I mean, they, there's a lot of things that play there in Dallas. they got to figure that thing out quickly. Pete, you have a lot of ammo in your never-ending battle over Russell Wilson with Bryant because that offense stinks right now. Just absolutely, it's tough to watch. They can't do anything uh, either in the air or on the ground. Uh, what's been their biggest issue offensively in Seattle? Well, the line isn't good, but I went back and watched last week's game expecting the line to be atrocious like it was in week one against Green Bay, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, Glowinski, the right the right guard, is awful, and he was terrible, but the rest of the guys actually made improvement. Uh, the receivers didn't win last week. Russell Wilson, when he, when he did have open guys, overshot them. He was leaving clean pockets. 
and they dropped a couple balls. I mean, it was just a bad performance all the way around. I thought they got Chris Carson going in the, late in the game, and they need to play him. But that's an offense that, you know, they go to Tennessee this week and face Dick LeBeau. That's going to be a challenge for him, too. This is a big week for Russell Wilson. He's 30th in the league in yards per temp. 30th. You know, this, if you're a franchise quarterback, you can't be 30th in the league in yards per attempt. You need to chill out, dude. Okay? No, you know I'm right, for once. <laughs> <laughs> How about their defense? Are they still that formidable defense they've been in the past? The Legion of Boom? Or what is it, Doom? They're Which nasty. one are they, Boom? Yeah. Legion of Boom. They're nasty. They're nasty on defense. You know what happened last week? San Francisco got them on a couple plays where they started one way and ran the fullback back the other way and kind of came back that way and had them over-pursuing. That's how you beat a fast yeah. defense. And they, they gassed them on two long runs that way. And that's why the numbers look a little bit different. Uh, and the other thing is, they're not – huge in the middle of that defense and so Bobby Wagner and he's a great player don't get me wrong Bobby Wagner and those guys if you can get bodies on them you know that's the key and in, in, in years past it was tough to get bodies on them they could fly to the football and get to the ball and on yeah. those two plays they over pursued and couldn't get to the football so I think I think in the in the long run they're going to be the dominating same dominating defense they've always been why do the Giants suck the offensive line that's I mean, it it's yeah, well, it, it beats on you when you when you take the field and you're deep and and, and you're, if you're good defense, it just wears on you when you know you, your offense is going to go on the field and not give you anything, and that's what's and that's what's happening. I mean, they're and you know what they should have fixed the offensive line. They didn't make they didn't make any moves to fix it. They signed DJ Fluker. He's a back a big deal. They should have fixed it. You know, Flowers clearly can't, can't play left tackle. When he came out, a lot of people thought he would have to be a right tackle anyways. I'm not even sure he could play that. It's just a bad situation. And then you got McAdoo calling out Manning. I mean, you don't want to be honest about it. Manning was smart if he took the delay a game because it was a stupid decision to try and go for that. You're down 10. You need the field goal somewhere. Get your <laughs> field goal. Keep yourself alive. And he and gets caught up in the emotion, and he decides he's going to go for it. And you know, Part of me sitting there thinking, Eli's saying, you know what, I'm not going for this. I'm going to let the clock run out and take the delay a game penalty. So we have to kick the field goal. So Eli sabotaged the play? I don't know if he did, but if he did, he gets, he gets great kudos in the world of situational football because every coach <laughs> in this league botches the damn thing. These guys need to hire a nerd, stand him on the sideline, and put some glasses on him and who understands every situation forward, backward, every way around it and tell them what to do and listen to him. Instead, they all stand there. And I'm talking about the greatest coaches in the league, Belichick, all of them. They botch end-of-game situations. It's awful what they do. I awful. am all for them hiring you. There you go. I'd be good at it. I know. I know I, it, it, they ne- you know what they never do? They never play it forward. They always get caught up in the emotion. Play it forward, you know? Keep yourself alive. Kick your field goal. Play it forward. If you don't get the field goal. If you don't get the touchdown, you get nothing, you're dead. You're done. Go home. Now, Cincinnati, they've got major problems offensively. They fire their OC, and now Marvin Lewis has laid down the law to everybody. Is there a problem Andy Dalton? Because he missed a lot of shots the other night versus the Texans. Yeah, I, I think, you know, here's the other part of that problem is the offensive line coach, by the way, who Paul Alexander has been there for 8,000 years and teaches his guys to go backwards with his, in pass protection with a six-foot quarterback, which is never a good thing. So you get a lot of balls batted away. And, you know, the, the offense is predictable and it, it gimmicky at times, too. They need to play football. And, and everybody likes to point to Andy Dalton, and he wasn't very good the other night, but nobody was. And there's another team. They let Whitworth walk. They let Zeitler walk. Mm-hmm. They drafted those two young kids, you know, Fisher and, and, and Akbui, and they thought they were going to be really good at the tackle spots, and they're not. And so you you combine all that, and it's a major problem. So I, 
you know, look, I think they're going to be competitive this week at uh, Green Bay, as crazy as that sounds. Packers are banged up, uh, and, you know, not going to win the game, but it's going to be competitive. Carolina, because they've started off 2-0, and have kind of masked some of the problems that they have on offense, the way that Cam Newton has played. He's not running the ball anymore. It's almost like they've made a conscious effort to take that away from him. Uh, hasn't looked like he had in the 2015 season in a long, long time. Uh, is, is this guy still as good as as we remember him to be? Well, I think that's still to be determined, but so far in the first two games, he's missed a lot of open guys. I mean, he, he just hasn't looked good throwing the football, and, and he's another guy that's taken some shots. I mean, he would get dumped six times last week by Buffalo and, and you know, had to get taken off the field at one point and put in the tent and you know, so yeah, they, the offensive line play in the league is just awful. I mean, it's terrible. These guys, you know, the defensive players are so fast, athletic, and getting better, and the offensive linemen are getting slower and worse, and the techniques are terrible because they can't teach it anymore. You know, you can't teach offensive line play anymore. It takes it takes cohesion, it takes working, it takes hitting, and they don't hit anymore in practice. You know, back in the day, they used to have you know ten padded practices at training camp in, in a week. And guys would rep together, and they know when you know come off the double and get to the second level, and and how to you know how to position yourself and everything else. Now they don't know how to do it. So and you attribute it to that, Pete, and and not the type of offensive linemen or the type of schemes they're playing at the collegiate level. Well, I think it's a combination of all of it. I think it's a combination of the schemes at the college level because they play, you know, pass and tap. They don't they don't block anybody and put their hand in the ground. That then it's you know it's all when they. they they limited in terms of the time they have, and all the coaches do now is install instead of teach technique. It's install, 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 mm-hmm. and so they don't teach the technique. And then the third part of it is you don't work together and get your reps and, and with padded practices. And, and and to me, that's that's where it all comes together. And so I think it's a three pronged approach to why the offensive line play sticks. Well, I agree with you, and so I'm not going to send you to Shanghai. See, you're smart to that. You finally <laughs> learning. You Check. come to you come to the school football school of Prisco and you get football law. And you know what? You're, you're, you're finally learning, Brian. I like it. Check out the Pick it's Six cool. podcast with uh, Pete, Nick Costos, Will Brinson, Jason Lockunfora. You can check it out on iTunes. Everybody seems to be really, really committed to doing a ton of these podcasts. Yes. I was going through them yesterday. It was like one a day. So pretty good. Yeah, it's fun. We have a good time on there. We chop it up just like you guys do every morning. And by the way, please, Brian, you can say it on Saturday. I want to see it. Say it. Say Pete Frisco wants a new coach at Arizona State. We don't even talk Arizona State. That's how bad they are. I know. By the way, every time he said he said somebody the other day, Ray Anderson sent out a tweet saying there were a hundred coaches from China that they were there. They were helping teach you know the game and everything. I said, can any? I tweeted back at him. I said, can anybody coach Arizona State? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, the wheels are falling off of that one, man. It's tough. Back-to-back losses, San Diego State, Texas Tech, and they'll probably lose this weekend at Oregon. Chip Kelly next year. Yeah, well, I think there'll be there'll be a couple schools that are vying for uh, his uh, his uh, coaching prowess. Uh, you know, people are associating him with A and M, and of course Arkansas. We'll see who wins that one between those two uh, this weekend. Brett Bielema, he'll probably end up weathering the storm, but a lot of people have Chip Kelly on the brain. What about bring Mike Norvell back? That's a hot one right now. Knocking off UCLA, the Memphis coach, and of course he was there at A State as the do that, offensive though, coordinator. He wouldn't so, go. They're so tight. He's not going to replace his buddy. Yeah, he would. Nah, you didn't replace uh, your those, buddy. Those guys are those guys are way too tight. You, for, you, you forgot the most important 
lesson lesson of life of them all. What's good for me is good for me. Yeah. Step on them every second. <laughs> exactly. Until Todd Graham's the offensive coordinator under Norvell, and then you or a defensive coordinator. He's I mean, a defensive guy, right? No, but no. Don't ever make him a defensive coordinator anywhere. All he does is blitz and the end of the players to play behind him. That's why they give up 18,000 billion yards. Yeah. They're terrible. It's terrible. I can see Norvell going back with the success he's having now and the success they had when he was there at uh, at Arizona State as the OC. Yeah. Or, or uh, here's another one. Go get Jeff Brom from Purdue. Yes. He's going to be a hot commodity. Now, this is going to be anger Purdue fans, but you know, is your program a stepping stone or is it a destination? Now, Jeff Brown, they say, hey, we turn this thing around, especially if they can knock off Michigan this weekend. Uh, they try to lock him up right now. That game will be closer than you think. This I, 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 I'm thinking along with you. I think it will because Michigan has issues in the red zone. Uh, they couldn't score in the red zone a week ago versus Air Force. I, I'm I'm in agreement. Damn, that's three times a day I agree with you. Yeah, Bye, yeah, Pete. Yeah. You know what? I know Bye. College football. They might have to boot you off that half-time oh, show for uh, me you, on. You definitely got to go now, man. <laughs> you got to be a new Heisel backup singer if you do, though. So keep that in mind. All right. See you, Pete. All right, guys. Take care. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.